Hey everybody and welcome back to the Abundant Journey Podcast. We're glad you can join us today. I'm your host, Nick James, as always, along with my co-host, Nick Offenkamp. Nick, how are you? Hey, I am really well. It's funny how this question, I know it's coming, but it throws me off every time. It's the (laughs) simplest question. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm really well. Thank you for asking. That's great. You know, I I think another thing we're going to get is uh, why is two guys, Nick and Nick, doing a podcast together, which was not pre-planned. No, but it also is like a real pain to try and change one of our names. (laughs) So just it is what it is. Have you thought any any more about a code name or a call sign for yourself since I'm going (laughs) going Nick James? You know, I uh, I worked at a, a summer camp. And I uh, had a camp name for three or four years of Nashville. Um, oh, I didn't I, know that. <laughs> yeah, but, but that feels very unnatural to uh, ask anybody outside of this small little camp this world true. to refer to me as Nashville. So I'll keep thinking on it. If uh, any <laughs> listener has a great suggestion, I'm very open it. to it. But for now, it's uh, we've got you, the real Nick James. That's right. And then, uh, and then we've got me, who's just just Nick. Nick 2. Nick squared. Yeah, we, we talked about Nick 2. Nick 2.0. Now Ooh. that sounds, you know, Nick 2.0 sounds real, real good. Yep. Uh, Nick 2 is kind of the afterthought, but... Um, <laughs> it could be afterthought or just the new and improved. With all of the new upgrades that happen in life, you're just the upgrade. So we'll, we'll roll with that. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> well, uh, listeners, thanks for joining us today. Uh, I'm going to say yet again, we have another special show. Each one is special and near and dear to our hearts, but this is going to be a special one. We're actually uh, we've flipped the script, and I get the opportunity to interview you today. So I'm quite excited about that. We uh, we're going to dive into your story. How uh, how are you feeling about that? Yeah, right. On, it, you know, in all of my experience of uh, podcasting. 98% of the time, I'm the one who's asking the questions. So I've rarely had the opportunity to be in the hot seat. That's it. I'll be honest. It, it feels a little hot. So we'll, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Well, we'll throw some easy ones your way. Thank and, you. And uh, get you warmed up. Thank so, you. So, uh, you know, we'll start in. Let's jump in. So Nick uh, Offencamp, uh, for those of you who do not know, we're both hanging out here in Washington State. We have another partner. His name is Tyler. We interviewed him last time. He's in Tennessee. And uh, we're going to get through the interviews of us and then actually get some really amazing guests on the show. Not that you're not amazing. Um, (laughs) No offense taken. I know what you mean. (laughs) I'm personally looking forward to those a whole lot more than uh, talking about myself. So Yeah. We, we like talking, but I, I think eventually we're just going to be boring. So we're going to ask the <laughs> questions of really interesting people. So, for sure. uh, but, but to start out, Nick, obviously we've, you and I've known each other for a number of years. Um, we're probably coming close to 10 at this point. Uh, so I know you are audience. Many folks probably don't know who you are. Give us a little background, your story, where'd you come from? Uh, who, who's Nick Offenkamp? <laughs> yeah, who is Nick Offenkamp? That is a uh, a great question. Um, my wife would probably have a, 
a good answer. I'll, I'll give mine though. Um, <laughs> I uh, I've been a little bit all over the place. Born in uh, Plano, Texas, just north of Dallas. Every now and again, it's nice to be able to pull out that Texas birth certificate. And, that is uh, true. And, and claim my Texan heritage. And I didn't actually know this about you until like three months ago. Which yeah. Texas is a is a wonderful place, except in the heat of the summer. But yeah, so Plano, Plano's where you start, got started, huh? Plano's where I got started. My dad was working for EDS, um, which I don't think EDS is even a thing anymore. But at the time, they were like a, the one of the nation's largest um, IT kind of firms. And um, they were headquartered down there. And then when I was three, he had the opportunity to move up to Vancouver, Washington, uh, which is where you and I are both at now. Yep. And so uh, that's where I spent most of my childhood growing up um, here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, really didn't have any appreciation for it because it was all I ever knew. Mm-hmm. And so uh, then after graduating high school um, and getting, I got married really young, really best decision I ever made. Um, <laughs> yeah. Got her when she was uh, still young and naive and didn't know how, you know, many uh, other opportunities and better guys she could have found. So that, uh, that she yeah. didn't really know what you were at, who you really were. <laughs> no, we'll save uh, the Nick Offenkamp dating advice for another episode. But man, um, as one friend of mine has, has said, I, I pulled off the greatest trick of all time. I don't think he's wrong. That's um, right. But we got married uh, here in the, the Vancouver, Portland area, and then a year into marriage, we moved out to Minneapolis, Minnesota, and spent nearly 10 years um, wow. in the, the Twin Cities. I went to Bethlehem College and Seminary. My goal was to do eight straight years, graduate with my MDiv, and then um, be a pastor slash professor. Um, as it turned out, I uh, we ended up having kids much sooner than we had expected. Um, so two years into the program, we had our first child, and then, um, gosh, we had three kids over the course of three years. It all was, in Minnesota. Uh, yeah, all in Minnesota. It was, it was pretty nuts. It's, it's, it's so cold in the winters that uh, you get to spend a lot of time together and, 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 and a lot <laughs> well, of opportunity and for I was gonna ask having that, you babies. Know, you know, I was going to ask that i mean it's winter time here or we're we're just about into winter it's cold and you know washington state cold is like 30 degrees right around snow dropping in the 20s uh is minnesota as cold as they say it is dude it's funny we took the kids on a walk yesterday morning yesterday morning it was maybe 30 degrees and our kids were complaining about how cold it was and both hilly and i looked at them uh, hilly is my wife and we're like you know, in Minnesota, we would be celebrating how warm it was if we were going on a walk in 30 degrees, because I think average winter temperature is around 10 degrees. Um, and it, it often got down into the negative 15, negative 20. Um, the coldest was uh, negative 40. I was a valet driver running cars wow. back and forth. And uh, yeah, it's like anywhere that there's any moisture on your body and your in your eyes and your nose, it all just instantly freezes. Um, so <laughs> It, it is. It's as miserably cold as they say that it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I have thankfully never been in that cold uh, climate. Negative 40 is un, un, unbelievable. 
it, it's insane. I, uh, I don't know how anybody ever settled there. Um, I don't know why people stay there. But uh, <laughs> you, know, you get a few nice months out of the year. Autumn there is amazing. So okay. it's, it's not all bad. But after nine years of Minnesota winters, we said, yeah, we, we can't do this anymore. Time to and, come home. Uh, yeah. And all of our family is in the Pacific Northwest. Um, my wife's family is all in British Columbia. So we... Uh, we saw the opportunity to make the trek back this way, and and gratefully we we did that. Um, now, are you are so so you've been here what about a year and a half back home? Yeah, a little over a year and a half. We moved back in April of um, twenty twenty one, so I guess we're quickly approaching uh, two years back in the the northwest. Uh, and it's been a huge transition. So I um, was serving in full time pastoral ministry. I helped start a church in St. Paul, Minnesota. Wow, was there for six years, and um, and then it was uh, kind of as we were having all the realizations about wanting to get back to our roots, back closer to family, uh, and a handful of other shifts that we can get into if you want to, um, but that just led me and my family to seeing, all right, we're, I'm in addition to making a cross-country move, also going to make a big career change. And so um, I resigned from uh, pastoral ministry. Uh, it was a good, good, happy um, parting. Really, yeah. really grateful for the the time and the, the church mm-hmm. plant and really grateful that they're, they're still still doing well. Um, but uh, yeah, moved moved back and um, got my real estate license, and uh, so now I'm a, a licensed broker in Washington State, and uh, exclusively representing the best builder in Clark County, <laughs> Washington. And I, I, I mean that. Um, I feel really honored to be uh, representing New Tradition Homes. So yep. they're a, a local builder, been in the area 35 years, and just build good name, incredible homes. Yeah, yeah, great name and uh, great great company. Um, same local owners that have been running it for 35 years. They, they know what they're doing and gosh, they know how to build a, an awesome house. That's great. Well, and, and so talk about a little bit of culture shock. So you went from Washington to Minnesota and you were doing full-time ministry. Then you went from Minnesota back to Washington and you went from ministry to being a realtor, being a broker. So, I mean, yeah. you know, how has that experience been for you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I mean, good. It's uh, it's so fitting, right? Like uh, here we are, the Abundant Journey podcast. Um, life is such a, a journey, and um, yep. it's you just don't know what kind of twists and turns things are <laughs> are gonna take, and it does all feel like a a connected whole to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, I was talking with another friend about like. Um, it's a dramatically different chapter that my family and I are in now, but it is still a chapter in the same book. We didn't yep. start a, a brand new book or, you know, totally restart our, our lives. And there's uh, there's some comfort in, in knowing that. Um, I think that uh, in being in um, a young pastor, um, having such young kids, especially in the context of a church plant, um, we were just running so hard. And, and I was realizing that, uh, the, the best of my energy and time and attention was actually going into, um, the church and the the local community there. Um, but, and, and I take responsibility for this, but to, to my shame, uh, my family was getting the leftovers out of me. And, um, and it just, that 
dissonance between like, all right, well, I'm, I'm succeeding as a pastor, but failing as a, as sure. a husband and father. Yeah. Um, that didn't feel like uh, a good trajectory for me to stay on. And for several years had tried to make some adjustments and changes. Um, but just given the the pace and given the, the patterns, I think that I had developed myself, there were some deep ruts that it just seemed like, all right, um, the best way to make a change and uh, improve as a husband and father is going to be to um, to transition out of pastoral ministry for however long of a, a season that is. I don't have any plans of re-entering ministry, but have a, an open hand to sure. that. Um, and so then as I started thinking about, well, if I'm not going to be pastoring, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I had really taken up an interest in real estate and in investing. Um, I had a good friend in Minnesota who, like in his early 20s, he just started uh, doing everything he could to house hack and buy up properties. And so by the time he was 30, I think he had uh, 24, 25 doors to his name, wow. which was just kind of unheard of for somebody sure. who's you know late 20s, um, turning 30 years old. And, uh, and you know, I was looking at just the trajectory of his yeah. <laughs> portfolio. Yeah. And it was like, you know, he was looking at exponential kind of growth. And, and, um, and let me ask you this, you know, you've used this language and I think Tyler has in the last episode, house hacking. Yeah. Explain that for the audience who doesn't know. Yeah, that's fantastic. So there's a lot of different ways that you can go about house hacking, but essentially it's that um, the idea is you're purchasing a, a property that mm-hmm. you live in, but that you also have other tenants in that are paying your mortgage. So you're you're living in your primary residence that you own, but for free, if not making money off of it. Yep. So that could be that you buy a single family home and you rent out rooms, or it could be that you buy a, uh, a duplex or a fourplex and you live in one unit and rent out the other units. And those units are paying for the whole mortgage plus some ideally. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think there's some benefits to that. Obviously creating some income, it's, it's making that primary residence an asset versus liability and being a homeowner myself when things go out and they cost a lot of money I, I know that houses can be liabilities <laughs> yeah it's a super smart strategy especially if um, if you're young and if you're you know unmarried or before you have kids um, I, I think it's the best possible way to get into real estate yeah. investing because there's just so many uh, advantages to being able to finance a home as your primary residence as opposed to purchasing it as an investment. So it's um, there's all kinds of uh, advantages to house hacking. And we'll yeah. have to do a whole episode 100%. on that or, or bring on an expert that's that's done it a ton because, man, it's, it's a great strategy. But yeah, I was singing my friend, um, Eric Beise, shout out. Uh, <laughs> he, he was doing that and uh, he was talking to, to me, um, good friend, great guy. He was talking to me about how we could be doing different things with, with our homes and how we could be renting them out and... Um, and so we really started that, that got the wheels turning for yeah. me about, all right, there's a real opportunity in, um, in real estate investing. We, uh, we had a beautiful home, um, in, uh, Falcon Heights, Minnesota, just by the, the state fairgrounds for anybody who is familiar with Minnesota. <laughs> um, and, uh, as with most Midwest homes, it had a nice big finished basement. So we did some renovations to that basement and turned it into an Airbnb. So we kind of did house hacking in that way with short term rental. And that was great. Um, 
we were making some really good income just renting out the basement space. Um, once COVID hit, it kind of shut us down for quite a while. And then sure. that was also when we started really seriously looking at, at moving. Okay. Um, but through those experiences of uh, both vicariously through my friends, seeing the opportunity that there was in real estate investing, the experience that we had with our Airbnb. Also, we had um, bought and sold a hand, uh, two or three homes in uh, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And of course, with the market doing what it's Yep. did over the past several years. We were just really surprised by like how much equity we were able to build in such a short amount of time yeah. and, uh, and profiting off of those homes. So totally. anyway, became a real estate believer and knew that in transitioning sure. out here, um, that's, that's what I wanted to do. And so before that, I mean, you know, you've been on kind of this journey and you know, thanks for sharing kind of the, the, your story, your openness about things you were doing well, things you weren't. Uh, one thing I've known about you from day one is you've, you've been a pretty open book kind of guy. <laughs> Cu- curious, you know, your background with finances, investing. I mean, you said, Hey, I got this game plan and I'm going ministry for the rest of my life until, uh, till the end of time. But yeah. You know, you've made that shift. What was investing money, finances? What was that growing up? Curious if that's similar yeah. to me and Tyler and education. Yeah, just curious what your your, your background is there. Yeah, man. I, I uh, honestly, uh, most of my life, I've been terrible at at finances. Um, I mean, I grew up. Uh, I'm so grateful for my childhood. So grateful for my my parents, and um, you know, like that. My dad. Uh, incredibly hard worker, um, and, uh, and provided for our family, um, and continues to, to provide in amazing ways, but we were never, um, really rich or really, really affluent. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say while we always had more than enough, more than what we needed, um, it wasn't like we talked about finances or that, you know, I didn't really learn, um, how to invest in my childhood, uh, you know, in all of the ways that we talk about, uh, public education, <laughs> public school education, public school. And man, there, there's just not much financial education, or at least there wasn't when I was yeah. going to school. So, um, and then going into ministry, uh, believe it or not, Bethlehem College and Seminary does not offer any courses on uh, <laughs> on economics or investing. It, mm-hmm. uh, it was not part of the curriculum there. And so I was kind of agnostic as related to um, investing for most of my my upbringing um, in early adulthood. And, um, you know, I'd heard of like 401ks or, uh, you know, the the stock market, whatever yep. that is. Um, <laughs> but it really wasn't until probably five, six years ago in talking with my friend Eric that I started to uh, develop a financial education, yeah. um, both seeing what he'd been able to do with real estate. And then um, it's been an interesting five years as it relates to stock markets and cryptocurrencies. And yep. so I started reading a ton as, and listening to a handful of different podcasts. Um, Robert Kiyosaki, I know we keep mentioning him on here. We should try and get some royalties out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Not that he, you know, is, uh, but, uh, That's right. uh, but for those book sales that we're pushing Kiyosaki's <laughs> way, I feel like we should somehow figure out how to get a cut. <laughs> anyway, um, 
Yeah. So his book, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was, was really helpful. Um, but there was also a big piece of it for me, um, where investing is less about, uh, how do I amass more wealth or get yeah. more zeros in the bank account? That's, um, I mean, <laughs> let's be real. I'm, I'm human. That, that sounds nice. Uh, right. but that hasn't been a primary driver for me. Uh, it, like I said, the transition for us really came out of me realizing, um, man, I want to be a more present husband and father. I want to have more capacity and freedom to do the things with my kids and with my family that I want yeah. to do, which is going to require a greater degree of uh, financial independence. And so that's what got the gears turning for me is like, okay, um, how do I achieve financial independence? And um, yeah. so investing, whether in real estate or in stocks, or uh, that, that was one avenue. But I also started to get really into like, okay, well, what does it look like to start a business and get the mm. entrepreneurial gears of my mind um, turning? And uh, I, I have no shortage of ideas uh, <laughs> yep. like, like you. you. I, that's one of the things that we've really connected over. Absolutely. Um, you know, I wish that I had uh, stronger muscles and execution, but you know, this is this is happening. That's right. Uh, so that that muscle is getting flexed and, and developed, which is uh, which is good to see. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of books that I was uh, reading. One of the guys that I hope will have on the podcast uh, in the, the near future, uh, author uh, C. R. Wiley, who's also a, a pastor here locally. Um, he wrote a, a book on uh, the household and the war for the cosmos, and he. <laughs> He talks a lot about productive households, um, which is basically, uh, yeah, Tyler talked about this in, in our interview with him, but just how do you make your primary residence a, uh, an asset, something yep. that's generating income for you? And also, how do you, as an individual, um, create um, assets for yourself, things that you truly own. So yep. as opposed to trading your time to help build somebody else's business, oh, yeah. uh, how do you build the business that you have equity in, that you're able to pass down to your children or you know, create a, a generational blessing um, in, in that? So all of those ideas were really attractive to me, and I, I decided, all right, that's what I want to give my energy to figuring out. Yeah, no, that's great. And I, I think you're absolutely right. You know, we have shared our stories um, and just getting to this point and wanting to really think about that generational wealth for our, our children. And, and it's not even wealth to leave them as much as it is information and education and teaching them how to go um, make a difference, how, how, to, how to invest in things that matter. Uh, one of the things, as you know, we say often um, is this concept of making pies. And really, that's <laughs> the background of Abundant Journey. And, and not trying to take the piece of the pie that we can, and like you shared, I mean, your goal isn't to add the zeros in the bank account, although it sounds great, but the the heart behind it is to ultimately um, make more pies and be able to give back to people, whether it be your family or your community or your neighborhood. So, you know, you and I started throwing around this idea here over the course of the summer. We were sitting there with a campfire. Our kids were running around uh, chasing my golden retrievers, which they <laughs> yeah. were loving it and having a good time. What what really kind of lit a flame for you um, as I was sharing some of the ideas behind Abundant Journey that, that made you want to come be a part? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've uh, I've really enjoyed being a, a broker and um, and see you know this is something that I could do for a, a very long time. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm still uh, trading time for dollars, um, yeah. and I want to get away from that as as much as possible, where my income isn't as directly tied to to the time put in. Um, so I wanted to invest in real estate. So that was kind of the first thing that you and I had talked about and your vision for, um, real estate syndication, which yep. was kind of a newer concept to me. I'm much more familiar with uh, short-term rental and then small multifamily, um, yep. up to, to four units. Um, but it was really intrigued by, um, our conversation there about doing some large multifamily apartment mm-hmm. complex kind of deals. Um, so that's what got the gears uh, going on, on the real estate side. Um, but then also feeling like, all right, I've got this uh, this ministry background, obviously a, a desire to uh, help people grow yeah. and um, realize the, their full potential that I believe ultimately God has uh, for them. Uh, I want that for myself and I want that for others. And so I was already thinking about, okay, how do I um, start writing or, or podcasting or how do I start creating content that are going to yeah. help get people forward? So it was pretty amazing when you were starting to talk about like, Hey, I've already, you know, I've, I've got this, uh, vivid vision for this, um, this kind of, uh, community online platform resource, uh, to, to help people, um, learn, uh, basically provide financial education that so many people like Yep. you and I missed out on. Yep. Um, and I was like, man, this, this is great. And, and how awesome to be able to have the synergy of, uh, some like-minded friends to be able to build with. It's like, well, I could keep running with my idea and build it all by myself, but that sounded, um, sad and lonely, uh, or, uh, you know, uh, and like it was going to be a whole lot more work. Um, you'd already put in, uh, you know, so much time and investment and thought into, to creating, uh, this platform here that uh really i just I, I thank you you saved me uh, a welcome. whole lot of hours <laughs> and uh and this has been a, a a whole lot of fun and i'm i'm really optimistic about the the future so i don't know if that really answers the question but it's, great. it's just where i was at at that time and the things that i was thinking about doing and wanting to build there was a ton of resonance of just that okay um i want to get connected with uh more investors and learn about um whether real estate or business, like I just want to learn. Yep. I want to take in a whole bunch more information and kind of figure out, okay, where's the where's the best fit for me to invest? But also as I'm learning, I want to be helping to educate and to teach and make things that are, you know, contributing value to others. And um, this right here seems to be the the best of both worlds. No, I think you're right. I think that you, Tyler, and I... Um we've had the opportunity to sit with some really incredible people and pick their brains, guys mm-hmm. who've just been ordinary, um, but they've done extraordinary things um, because they were willing to take risk, willing to maybe look at the world differently, think differently than, I, right. you know, this education concept. <clears throat> I think we all agree that there's kind of that classic mindset of, go to school and learn how to be a really good employee. And mm-hmm. not everybody's going to be cut out to be an employer or not everybody's going to be cut out to try to pursue starting a business, owning a business like, you know, we spend a lot of time talking about, but 
you know, really abundant journey is this heart and this desire to help folks look differently at the world, look at finances differently, give them some tools. And I think you fit right in. One of the things that you're really passionate about is, is writing. Um, mm-hmm. you're a very talented writer. You're going to be doing, yeah, you're going to be doing, uh, definitely a lot of our blogs and some, some thoughts. So, you know, for you, um, as you, you know, you've been able to sit with some of these people over the last year, as you've been able to have some of these conversations, you keep talking about education. What are some things that you've learned from these people just, just in the last year? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, there's, uh, there's so much to be said, what I've learned so much to be for just taking action or just starting somewhere. Um, yeah. even before hit and record on here, you and I were talking about how, um, <laughs> with our, like our intro music, it's like, do we like that? Do we want to do something different? <laughs> and it's like, uh, well, I don't know. Pro- is there something better? Probably. Are we going to hold off on shipping a, a podcast episode because we haven't nailed the podcast music? There's a perfection in, uh, perfectionism in me that uh, you know there, uh, that says, yeah, it's got to be perfect before we share anything with the world. But what that leads to is this uh, paralysis where you yep. don't actually get anything done. And I feel that in a lot of my work, whether it's something that I'm writing or whether it's a, a phone call that I need to make to a client, you know, I, there's a tendency within me to want to have it all dialed in and know exactly what I'm going to say, have the perfect plan. And, um, you know, they say that, uh, perfection or, or great can be the enemy of the good. And, um, and so yeah. it's, it's strange, but you know, one of the big things that I've learned from folks in the last year is just, um, you got to take action. You, yeah. And, uh, and so even if it's, you know, not the best thing that you're ever going to produce or your best work, you got to start somewhere and not be afraid of, um, of failing and having an iterative approach to improvement. Yep. So that's been, been really helpful. No, that's great. And I, I, that triggered a, I'd, lunch with a guy uh, last week and super successful business owner. And he was really saying that um, even even on a, a Christian perspective, there's a lot of times I think folks sit in the boat and they wait for direction. They wait for, you know, God to push them forward and to make them do something. And they're like, well, if you, you, you know, you part the Red Sea or you go ahead and and put enough money in my bank account, then I'll go ahead and do something. And so often people just sit around with fantastic ideas um, or or even a heart's desire to make a difference. But whether it's fear or, you know, they don't know how to get started, um, they, they sit for years. And that's something I think you and I are are very passionate about. Um, I know for myself every year I'm, I'm looking at what are goals I can set what are things I can improve on and you know that's just interwoven in both of our DNA of how can I get better how can I learn how can I make a difference um, I think for your story case in point you know being willing to be a part of a new church and I mean there, I'm sure there were some fears and and some things that that came along with with being a part of a, a venture like that 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I sort of smirk or laugh because, um, you know, I was 24 when I became a, a pastor and so still pretty young and naive about the, uh, <laughs> the kind of difficulties that we would face in um, what was essentially a, you know, a startup, but not just a, a startup, you know, it's a nonprofit and a, and a church. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I went into it with uh, definite rose-colored glasses and uh, over the course of six years, um, you know, it was it, fundamentally the main emotion that I feel towards that time is, is gratitude. Sure. Um, but man, it kicked, it kicked my butt. Um, and yeah, it was, it was extremely uh, hard, um, but learned and, and grew a ton. Uh, through that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. No. And I, you know, we go through these seasons of life. We go through things like that. It, it, it grows us, it stretches us. And I'm sure we could tell numerous stories, um, just of, of growing up and how maybe things don't look exactly like we thought they would, but we keep moving forward. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That, that, that's the goal at least is, uh, is forward motion. And then even, um, taking the, you know, life's setbacks uh, as really as setups for whatever's going to come next. You know, every setback is the opportunity (laughs) to learn from your mistakes, learn from your failure and, um, and see it as, uh, you know, all right, this is open in the the door for the next thing. Yeah. Now it's a concept I hear often of failing forward. And, you know, again, going back to the school system, I think a lot of times there's this mentality of you can't fail. You have to be afraid to fail. If you fail, your, your life's going to be over. And, you know, how we learn, how we grow, how we get better, uh, how we do things. Some of the most incredible people in the world have failed forward and it's through those failures that they've done just the unimaginable. Yeah. Yeah. Most of them, I mean, most of them, um, were not great students in the classical sense. Uh, they, uh, the, yeah, kind of the mass systems are not, not set up, um, to really help people create mastery or realize their, their full potential. And, um, so, which is again, and you know, the risk of being uh, <laughs> promoting ourselves too much. That is what I'm excited about. What we're building here is that there's a recognition of the uniqueness of everyone's journey, yep. um, but still trying to create a community that says, "Hey, you've got more potential to live up to than mm-hmm. perhaps you previously believed." Or like what you were just saying a moment ago, of like, "Hey, that idea that you think is pretty crazy and." impossible to execute on, but that you're really passionate and excited about, like you could actually, you could do that. You know, yeah. like there are other yep. people that have had crazier ideas and had <laughs> no idea how to do it Yep, and they did. And so why can't you, you know, that's yep. what I'm excited to, to be able to do. I'm excited for that myself. I, I want to hear more of those stories. I want to be engaging yep. and talking with those, those people. Cause I feel that potential within myself that I want to fully realize. And, uh, and I'm just, I I want, um, through abundant journey, not just the people that we interview on the podcast, but, uh, for listeners and people that are engaging with our stuff. I just cannot wait to hear the stories of success that come out of this. I can't wait to hear the amazing things that people accomplish. And again, not just in terms of finances, I think that there will be great financial success, but, but more than that, um, the kind of, uh, things that people are building that are a blessing to, um, to their immediate family, to their children's children and to the community around them, because they're building things that, that serve a, 
a community good, a societal good. They're filling in yep. real needs in the world. So that's great. No, and I, you know, I, I tell you often, I get to interview those kind of people, business owners who have started with nothing or put all the chips in and risked it. And the reward has been incredible. So we're going to yeah. definitely get to more of those episodes. Well, I got a couple more questions for you today. So, you know, going back to who you are, I think we got a little bit bigger picture of that. Um, curious though, what's something that you're passionate about other than what we've talked about that maybe the audience doesn't know? Oh, man. I, uh, again, this kind of goes back to being an ideas guy. My, my passions are perhaps too, uh, <laughs> too wide. I can relate. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, uh, there's, there's a handful of things. Maybe I'll, instead of just one, I'll give you kind of a bullet point list. Um, Great. I love, love music in particular. Uh, I kind of geek out over um, vintage acoustic instruments. And uh, <laughs> my dream is, uh, is to have a, a guitar collection of, uh, of, classic American guitars, Martins and Gibsons. And so if anybody knows of um, uh, 1950s or, or better yet, pre-war Martins, <laughs> Gibsons, uh, let me know. Uh, and, <laughs> I would and, like to grow my collection. And, 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 and definitely hit you up directly for that because the music world is just my, my brain just fogs up. I don't know anything about music, so yeah. that's yeah, make, not something we sure, share. Make sure you got Nick, too. Yeah, not Nick James <laughs> not on that Nick one. James. Nick James will not be able to help you with your, that's uh, right. with your vintage. I'll uh, think it's spam and delete it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, music is big. I, uh, you know, I've done um, songwriting, and uh, I, really, I, I shouldn't call myself a musician. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a singer who plays guitar because I like to, to sing. So, if you want to have a detailed um, discussion about music, uh, all, I'm not your guy. Um, but if you want to talk about cool vintage instruments and uh, and bands that you like, I can get down with that. Um, also, the one takeaway from my time in Minnesota, uh, that's uh, one thing I brought back with me from my time <laughs> in Minnesota, is uh, I am a Minnesota Vikings fan through and through. I did not know that either. Minnesota Vikings, they, um, man, they, it's Minnesota sports. So I've had my heart broken more times than I care to retell. Um, and, uh, and I'm sure that that will continue to happen no matter how incredible their season looks this year. Um, they're still going to find ways to, to let me down. I'm trying not to pass on the love of the Vikings to my children because I don't want to set them up for that disappointment, but um, so far, not going so well. My son wants a Kirk Cousins jersey for his there birthday. So uh, uh, parenting, parenting fail, um, <laughs> unfortunately. But yeah, guitars, uh, Minnesota Vikings. And, um, and then we have a, a St. Bernard Poodle, uh, a St. Berdoodle named Augustine. Which is a lovely big dog. He's, yeah, he's a he's, uh, hundred pounds of, of clownishness. Um, <laughs> That's but, a good way to describe him. Yeah, really enjoy um, taking him out for, uh, for walks and hikes and uh, just recently got a forerunner so that we can get up into the Silver Star scenic area and do some of the the off-roading on the old logging roads. Oh, um, yeah. So that's something that I've been been getting into as well is just being able to, to adventure. And, um, yeah, with that too, I guess I do a lot of uh, drone aerial photography, videography stuff. So that's... Yep. Which is, um, happens to be on our website, the, uh, the yeah. photo you took uh, when you were on one of those hikes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Incredible that, that, picture. 
Thanks so much. Yeah, that shot of uh, St. Helens. That's the nice thing about um, being a, a drone photographer uh, is that um, you don't really have to be a good photographer. You just have to have, have a good drone because right. the perspective is so unique um, that you know if you can get the thing high enough in the sky and find a beautiful enough spot, that's that's all there is to it. Uh, that's so right. That, that's kind of my photography hack is uh, is just. You're already figure teaching out how people. to get the, the camera higher. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's been an awesome hobby. So that's that was great. probably more than you were looking for. No, but man, there's a, there's a smattering of the things that I'm interested in. No, that's fantastic. Well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll ask one more question here. Something that we've come up with a abundant journey is, you know, we want folks to thrive, grow, uh, pursue abundance. And you've said it, it's more than just zeros and bank accounts. It's more than just money. Five areas that we in our own lives are, are focused on and we want our audience to also think through. Uh, we call it the five F's of, a, of abundant journey. So we got family, faith, finance, fitness, and future. And those are areas that we've all agreed and looked on and said, man, if you can work on those areas of life, you know, you're going to keep growing. You're going to become a better person, better family, you know, whatever, whether it's an employee or it's uh, a father, son, you know, um, sister, daughter, whatever. And so curious for you, uh, out of those five F's, I mean, we're coming up on a new year here. What is one of those five F's that you're really focused on moving into the new year and maybe some things you're trying to, to improve on? Yeah. I mean, I, I love those five, uh, F's and I, I, I want to improve in all of them. Yep. Um, uh, you know, like most uh, practically or immediately is the fitness at where I, I tore my ACL <laughs> back in May yes. and, uh, and then ha- had to wait several months for surgery. So just had surgery, um, in September. And so, and I'm just feeling it of like, man, I've not been able to, uh, <laughs> whether it's been able to, or whether I've just used it as an excuse, um, my uh, my disciplines in terms of uh, fitness and diet have have fallen to the wayside, and so um, no pun I, intended there, yeah, right? <laughs> I uh, I'm um, I'm committing to it here. I uh, I'm planning right. to do the Ironman California in uh, October of 2023. So, that's a big so goal. That's, yeah, it is. Um, so that's that's a big one um, that in terms of uh, fitness, and then I think. Um, you know the the family one is always the the biggest one for me. Like we we made the the change and it has been awesome for our family. Um, th- that has you know nothing has in life has gone according to our exact plans. Sure. Um, but the the one thing that we were really like praying, hoping, wanting, desiring in making the move from Minnesota was um, th- to really reestablish the health of our marriage and the health of relationships with our kids and just have a sweet family life. Yep. And gosh, that has been the area that I feel like we have grown the most in that, um, the Lord has heard and answered those prayers. That's and, great. uh, but I also don't want to um, become complacent in that. And so I want to continue to, um, find things to, uh, you really continue to, to pursue after my wife and, and love her well and, um, and draw her out and support her. Um, and then same with the kids, you've really helped me in, you know, creating magical moments or just yeah. thinking about different ways to, to mark the days, mark the weeks, mark the year, um, with special things that we're 
we're doing together. And especially as my kids are getting older and I'm really getting to know them and their interests and personalities, getting to draw them out. It's just an exciting time to be a dad. And these years are so precious. I can, I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just, uh, it's, um, I'm I'm not going to have kids forever and I'm not going to have young kids for very much longer. Yeah. And so, um, this just feels like I want to keep saying it, that even though it feels like if there's any areas in my life that are particularly strong, this is it. I want to just make it stronger because <laughs> yep. I, I feel the time is so limited here compared yep. to the opportunities that I have for anything else in life. Yeah. No, I love that. And, and thanks for the share. You know, I, one of the things that I've thought a lot about this year and learned, because I, you know, we have hobbies, we have interests. Um, Brandon Turner, big real estate guy, has been influential in a lot of my thinking. And, and one of the things he shared is that there are seasons of life that you only get to do those things in those short seasons. And then there's seasons of life that you'll be able to do something forever. So for instance, you know, both of us love writing. I, I, I am passionate about fiction and stories and uh, really kind of working on that creative side of my brain. For me, though, I've acknowledged similar to you that I have little kids right now. I got three little girls and they're going to be little for a very small season. I can write uh, every decade, every year for the rest of my life, um, but that takes time away from the family. But in addition to that, I only got littles for a small season of life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, really thinking in terms of, is this something I can only do now? Or is this something I can do forever? Maybe it goes further down the priority list and you focus on the things that you'll only be able to do now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, trying to use wisdom in, in prioritizing, you know, where, where my yeah. time goes and making sure that um, in this unique season of life that the best of my time and attention is going to my children and that yep. the other things that I'm doing um, like this are, uh, are to, to benefit that. Which yep. gratefully, you know, that's that, that's why I'm here is because I feel like this is uh, this actually serves those those ends really well. Absolutely. Well, thank you for letting me interview you today. Uh, how was it being in the hot seat? You know, cooled down a little bit as we uh, went further and further <laughs> along. You do a nice job with the the questions and letting it flow. So, I guess uh, the ultimate tell will be um, <laughs> how, how helpful or <laughs> it that's was right. to, the, to the people listening. But uh, you know. I'd, my, my butt is not burning up. So That's right. Well, and you know what? Uh, we're both going to be on the other side of the, the seat next time where we will hopefully be getting to interview some folks soon right. and hear their stories. And so you'll be more in your, uh, your element. So, well, thanks everybody for joining. Thank you for listening today. Uh, if you liked what you heard and you're excited about what we got going on here coming up into the new year, go ahead and click subscribe, click like, uh, as always share if, uh, it's been helpful. Um, we look forward to talking with you guys next time. Right on. Thank Thanks you. so much, man. Yep. All right.